Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. This title really speaks to my soul. (laughs) I thought it might. Because I think most of the time my heart does tell me it'll be okay. Yeah. But my mind is the one that kind of comes in. Oh, the mind's your culprit. It it really is. It's the one fucking everything. But it's a risk, like anything else. It's scary. It is. But at the same time, it's not as risky, I think, as we think it is. No. Because there's always going to be more and more experiences. And every time we have relationships, every time we have encounters even if they don't turn into relationships, whatever, you know, 24 hours is still a relationship. They imprint upon us, right? And that imprint is actually what allows for our, do we want to say growth and evolution? Just our evolution. So effectively, because our souls are eternal, every relationship we have for however long or minutes we have them for always remain a part of us. God, I wish that wasn't the case because there are some relationships I'd really like to like cut out. <laughs> well, you can always choose to forget the ugly bits if you want, right? But at some point, they find their place along our evolutionary line and they become a part of our wisdom. And that wisdom is how we don't necessarily experience them again. Okay. Yeah? Which is why we can't forget them yeah. fully. No, yeah, that's kind of the point, and right? The more we have, the more experiences we have, and I don't just mean the negative ones, I just mean all of them, no matter what, however brief, however long, allow us to just move forward and have more experiences and different kinds because we've maxed out. Like, I'm so over this type of encounter, relationship, whatever, I need something else. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for a different type of challenge. I'm ready for a different type of relationship. I'm ready for another type of person to come in who's going to whatever, fill in the blank. And that's what helps our evolution. Relationship is two or more people interacting, full stop, yeah. right? That's it. So when we talk about relationship, we're talking about all the types. We don't just mean, you know, the people we fuck or the people who take us to dinner or people we go to cinema with. It's all of the above. Personally, for a long time, I was extremely self-centered. Yeah. And so I wasn't in any... I wasn't in a relationship with anyone. I was in a relationship with who I thought they were. You were in a relationship with others. You just weren't paying attention to that bit. A lot of my relationships felt very temporary. And I was so aware that they were going to end Mm -hmm. that I kind of relived the ending over and over and over again. Yeah. And so actually I never enjoyed any moment of them. And then the ending just felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I lived in the ending for far longer than the ending warranted. I mean, you lived in the ending the moment it started. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, hello. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye and goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And goodbye some more. Oh, you're back for a bit. But I'm waiting for you to goodbye again. <laughs> it was so unhealthy. Honestly, oh, like, there's, it's like no wonder I got so grossed out by relationships at one point. Because I was like, they are only bringing me yeah. misery. Yeah. Well, so because we're here for our growth and evolution, apologies for that's going to... Honestly, it'll just become a drinking game. <laughs> How many times in season nine does Liz say growth and evolution? Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Maybe don't turn it into a drinking game. You'll probably die. All relationships are temporary. We are our only constant, right? Yeah. And it's not even about the relationship to ourselves. In our greatest 
self as the divine, we don't even relate. We just are, we just exist. And the whole point of having souls and coming into body and being in this lifetime and having an incarnation was so that we could experience ourselves. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And the myriad facets in which we can exist, which is pretty cool, pretty weird, sometimes gross. Like if you really consider it's basically just one lifetime after lifetime of masturbation. Kind of, but like, it's a bit more than that. I, let's just consider it's a little bit more elevated because again, we grow and evolve from it. So it's not just some sort of stagnant experience. Now, in order to grow and evolve, we've had relationships, right? Because as we know, the easiest way and the fastest way is when we encounter or have a relationship with somebody or multiple people that allows for our growth and evolution. Now we have historically just as it works, had relationships with people with whom we've had prior relationships with, as in previous lifetimes. Yeah, that's what we were discussing in the last episode. Yes, it's all building. Crazy. But a lot of that had to do with our karma. I had a past life with somebody, and they're in this lifetime with me, and maybe we're going to resolve it. It may not be the same type of dynamic, but whatever it is, we're here to resolve it, because I'm here to resolve my karma. Now, as we divest ourselves of more and more of our karma, as more of us, our young ones, come in without karma, we don't need these types of relationships anymore. That makes sense. Which is great. Way less drama. Way less drama that, if if we don't have our karma, way less drama that we're projecting onto any other sort of relationship either. Because otherwise, we're just going to keep going round and round and round in our bullshit. And then that ends up binding us to a similar dynamic. I don't know how I feel about any of this, if I'm honest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it always mm. feels true, but also feels like a story always at the same time. Like, okay. that's kind of how I see yeah, yeah. a lot of this work. Oh, for sure. I remember I was with-ish someone, and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. With-ish feels accurate. And, you know, we did... You started telling me about our past lives, and it was actually very accurate to what we were experiencing in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And it stuck with me. Because actually it kind of flipped, but it also flipped its head on it Mm. as well a little bit. Okay. All that was happening was I was living an old relationship again and trying to fix it, which I'm kind of over as a pattern. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm kind of like... Kind of or just really No, just really I was going to say kind of. I was just like, even then, like I was just like over trying to fix relationships that were broken by like trying to be better, do better, fix better. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not a fun place to be for anyone. Yeah. You know, yes, how amazing if two people were madly in love and were soulmates and had like the best time ever in their life and they get to be together again in another life, like amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If there was no drama. But like, I Let haven't me tell really you experienced though, Rhea, that. Like, there's always drama. And that's why we are done with these past life relationships. Are we really going to keep holding on to that? It's like when you have people coming out to being like, oh, I know why we have this dynamic. It's because we were in a past life together. Exactly. It just and it's like, there's just a bit excusey. It's, it's, it's no difference in saying, well, this relationship didn't work because his Venus and my Venus weren't whatever. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, fine. And then what? So what? Because actually, and it's funny, we've said this in previous episodes to just sidetrack a bit. You do outgrow that astrology bullshit. Like, I remember I always saying I hated Aquarius people until one day I turned around and realized most of my best friends were Aquarius. I mean, honestly, And bitch. actually, yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously, bitch. <laughs> I know, and not only that, but that actually the more I'd evolved and the, the more I loved my independence, the more I could stand on my own and the less stubborn I was and the less open I was, the less of like a Taurus I was. 
And the less Aquarius, and the more Aquarius suited me. And actually, having someone like, let's say, an Aries who would jump into things, like even though, like I was like, oh, they're so selfish, you know, like or whatever. Yeah, they are. But like, but at the same time, like I can actually relate to that. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it gets to a point where it's just like, all right, I'm a bit of every zodiac. I am a bit of all of we this. We are who we are. You know, and yeah. it's not, that's not the reason why things don't work or things work. No, exactly, exactly. I wish I knew what the reason was why things work <laughs> or things don't, but that's not it. I know that much. <laughs> Our fate. That's why. That's why we're unpacking fate over 25 episodes. And, you know, again, there are people who really do benefit from knowing what their past lifetimes are to shift out of a particular pattern. Yeah, because I remember actually sometimes if you do that through soul memory, then the pattern dissolves anyway. Oh, right? it really does. And, the and it's just, just, just better. Just bringing light to it is enough. And so that is really powerful. I'm not going to discount that. It's more that when people really hearken or like use it like anything else, like my, my numerology is this and my astrology, you know, my chart says this. Well, you just end up creating problems. You know, if you're constantly like, oh, our Venuses don't work. So you're constantly looking for ways in which your Venuses are going to clash. Your Venuses don't work. Yeah. If you're constantly bringing in a past life that's like oh he murdered me then you're constantly looking at ways in which he's going to murder you then you know what i mean like it just it just becomes like <laughs> that's a bit dark <laughs> it is okay fine but like oh, oh my past life he beat me and no, in my past life i felt powerless around him and so in this relationship i constantly feel powerless all right so maybe the feelings right that you feel powerless in the relationship but the story around it's nothing to do with your past life and everything to do with your current behavior and actions hmm. so I, I i kind of find it a bit of a cop-out to be honest it can be it can be if we're holding much. on to that. It's another thing just to know it and move on, yeah. you know, again, to have done the work or done what needed to be done around it and then just move forward. Now, often when we do have those kind of tragic past lifetimes with, with someone, usually we're not turning it around by riding off into the sunset with them, as I shared before, right? Yeah. It really is just to bring light to that, understand it and move forward so that we, we can, our soul can yeah. continue to evolve because for some reason that bit, that piece was too much for us to be able to resolve in that lifetime that they kind of came back in order for us to find that resolution and again, move forward. So that way that the energy, whatever that sad trauma energy is just dissipates. Fine. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about with people who you've never had a past life with? So we're going to have that. We're going to start seeing that more and more. We are really having to understand that how we relate to one another is going to shift over time. And it's going to be really difficult for people my age, even your age, and maybe like the younger millennials who are so used to kind of like hanging out with the familiar who've been in body long enough to have established so much of that, their comfort zones, that stepping out into different types of relationships is going to maybe be a bit too jarring for them. But we're, we're moving into like a new relationship area, like arena or paradigm, if you will, where it's not going to be about old familiar souls and people we've had past lifetimes with. And so can you imagine like, where is the basis for common ground? How do you find that with people you don't have a history with? I don't know. Right? Who does know? We don't know. But they will somehow know because they're here for that. Does that make sense? But we're not here for that. We're here for that change, right? Yeah. We're going to experience it as well just because we are in body. So we're going to be finding that happening more and more. Less so for us, but definitely among younger generations. Fine. It's going to be so common. And we're going to be like, 
why are they friends? They have nothing in common. Yeah. They don't even look similar. You know what I mean? You know how yeah, like friends yeah, dress alike. And, and, and yeah. yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot less of that. So we're going to, we're not going to quite understand what, what, where the combat compatibility lies. And that's because the compatibility lies on a soul level. Okay. On a deeper soul so level. So not soul tribe though. No, no, none of that necessarily. It's more like, you know, I'm here for similar reasons that you're here for. Okay. Our purposes somehow line up. Okay. And it can be sort of, for lack of a better word, romantic in nature, but I'm also seeing deep friendships. Okay. That also are established based on that as well. Okay. So as long as we're not carrying karmic burden, mm. we will be more and more open to these types of connections. Okay. Yeah. Because we only need people with history in order to deal with our karmic issues. Will the people we attract also have no karma? Yeah, more and more. More and more. Okay. Now, and I will, I will have to explain this a little bit. In order to make room for these types of relationships, some of our old relationships will fall by the wayside. Now, you're not going to just purposely dump your old friends in order to make room. It doesn't work that way. It will just be more of a natural progression where it's, you know, the more conscious you become. And it's not just you hit full body consciousness or you're in higher consciousness and then you just remain there. Everything is always an evolution. So your higher consciousness will just evolve and evolve and evolve, right? And so the more you evolve in your consciousness, the less of your older relationships you'll be able to maintain anyway, depending on where people are at in their own evolution. But could you be in higher consciousness and be friends with someone or even with someone steeped in their karma? I mean, you can, but as you've noticed, it's incredibly difficult and uncomfortable and most of the time you don't want to be around them because you just become an object in their karmic story it gets more uncomfortable until it becomes so toxic you don't want to see them so but you it is, can but technically it is, yeah but it is possible we're not saying that you have to this is not like an elitist thing no no you know what it's you're not saying a that status actually, no, but, <laughs> you're in your karma we can't be friends no no but like what i mean is also like you can be with someone relationship-wise, friendship-wise, anything-wise, who maybe doesn't see the world the way you do, who doesn't have the same consciousness as you do, who maybe is in their karma and you're not. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, nothing precludes the other one. No, there's no rule. (coughs) But it's more also listen to yourself. Mm. Follow your consciousness and not this idea that, like... Because you're in higher consciousness. You could still have compassion mm. and you can still make a choice. Do mm. I want to be in a friendship with this person? Do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Do I want to date this person? But this goes back to the previous episode, the power of no, mm. which is I still make the choice. Mm. I don't have to, if I don't desire want. that, yeah. it's not, I'm not bound to that world anymore. But also at the same time, if I do desire it, I have to listen to it too. Yes. But I have to be really clear about what my desires are because more than likely your desires are not to want to be in relationship with somebody who is steeped in their karmic shit. Yeah, no, true. Right? The more conscious you are. Yeah. So, but again, it's not a status thing. It's not a rule thing. No. Because you're not like, oh, I'm just going to leave you to your karmic bullshit and I move on with my life. It's not like that. Of course we have compassion. A lot of the old school manifestation stuff, when they talk about tests and no's and things like that, I've seen people... Cutting out friendships, ending relationships, mm-hmm. doing all of this because they knew it wasn't quite right, even though they wanted to stay in it because mm-hmm. the lessons hadn't finished. Therefore, they so then when they met a person who was exactly the same afterwards, they would end up being really upset 
and feel very disappointed and disillusioned with the whole thing. You know, if you give yourself the permission to say no, what you effectively do is you give yourself permission to not feel guilty. Yeah. And guilt is one of the worst things because it's should, it's shame, it's judgment, it's exactly. all the things. Yeah. That's, that's effectively what it is. It's just another aspect of freedom. Yeah. And I think that's really important. But what I've noticed that, that often, for some reason, because it's kind of being filtered through this lens of separation, no ends up becoming this really weird tit-for-tat boundaries way of hurting everyone, including yourself. Yeah. You're it's... a shit friend, so I'm cutting you out, and I'm going to tell you why you're a shit friend, and then I'm going to go home and pat myself on the back because I ended a friendship when really now I have no friends. So you know what's really interesting? No actually only really works, again, when you're operating from your fate. Yeah. When you're in post-karma. Yeah. It actually helps more. Again, you have your discernment. But yes is more powerful than no when you're in your karma. Of course. Right? Yeah. Because that's where you're really, because by allowing, you're going to be burning off stuff so much faster. Exactly. Exactly. So we, yeah, that's our point. And so when you come into, when you're kind of out of your karma and you can listen to yourself. Yeah. And you're post-ego. You're post-ego. And you don't know, basically when you're at a point where you can just, you are who you are at any moment and that's good enough, effectively, Mm -hmm. then the one thing that you do have to battle with is I feel mm-hmm. guilty about it. Yeah. So uh, giving yourself permission to say no is effectively giving yourself permission to be happy. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's nothing bigger than that. It's no big like, oh, I said no to this guy, so Prince John is going to walk through my door. Or, And I say all of this because they've been instilled in us since we were kids. Yeah. And it's really hard sometimes to come out of it and to be actually truly free. Yeah. So... Sometimes it feels like, yeah, this applied in karma and this doesn't now. But no, we're still carrying our karmic brains around. You know, we're still carrying our karmic memories around sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we're still carrying our karmic lessons around, which is why I guess it's so nice to end up dating people who we haven't had those, all those things with. Yeah. Because then you can just meet me as me. Yes. And I can just meet you as you. Exactly. And in the end, when we encounter people like that or those souls, it has a lot to do, it becomes fate enhancing, where those types of interactions really elevate us, right? We're not, we're not just kind of stuck in this sort of like, this is how it should be. Like you said, part of what turns you off about relationships and dating has a lot to do with the sort of social constructs around it. The weird swiping thing. You are literally swiping on a screen to determine who is going to be the most important person in your life over your friends and your family and everyone else. Like, it's weird. Somehow in 3D, like, we can still get on board a little bit. This is the partner. This is the person who's going to help me see my shitty life. You know, see through my shitty life, right? So it's easy to get on board with that idea. Because life is too difficult without. Mm. When you're in 5D and you're pretty much like chilling and you're like, I'm enough and my life's enough. And yes, there are things I still want and desire and I want connection. And there's still somebody who can be a part of all of that. I just don't need it in that way. I'm so just... all the, everything that has to do with the need, that entire paradigm that's built around fulfilling someone else's needs becomes really gross and icky. The thing about these types of conscious connections that we're going to be seeing more and more, and I think what they're, they're saying, it's really going to be about eight years for it to become firmly established as like, okay, that'll sort of, there'll be enough scale by then. Yeah. That we can start to see the difference. But what ages will people be who are having these types of conscious connections? Well, right now this really applies to people under 25. Okay. They won't be mental or emotional in nature. That's why it's going to be really difficult, like, 
to even comprehend. We, it will be difficult to wrap our own minds around what that would be like because we're so used to having mental and emotional connections mm. that most of our relationships are based on one or the other. And yes, physical too, but usually physical is associated with one or the other. We okay. carry that. Yeah. That's why it didn't make it on the list. Because the physical is often a function of the emotional or the mental. Yeah, it makes well. sense. I would love to understand it fully, but I can't say that I would know personally what that sort of elevated connection feels like. Is it a bit like divine union? No, it's not. But it really is about like, because again, it will be, it could be anything from a friendship to a lover. Yeah. It will span the entire relationship spectrum and it will either be an expansive experiences and it's one that will teach us something or one that you know will allow us to realize ourselves but not in the way in which we would associate through our karma so when i say that to somebody who's been through their karmic story their karmic themes or whatever they might hear oh my god more growth more evolution uh, that sounds terrible I'm it means they're gonna love me and leave me kind of shit right they're gonna let me down and that's not what expansion and growth are in 5D. Again, it's called faint enhancing experiences. So growth what and evolution so look on. like. So growth and evolution in 3D was getting us through our karma, yes. through our shit, yeah. to get to the other side. So it was usually painful because it was often painful, but sometimes again with, with, was... with pockets of fun times. Yeah, yeah. In 5D, <laughs> like, blah, blah. in 5D, yeah. growth and evolution is only more happiness, more joy, more, 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 more. Exactly. So growth and evolution in 5D is about can you have the most fun ever? Most fun, most good times, greatest amount of learning. And don't forget, you're also here for your purpose. So but Your purpose is effectively be your divine expression. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you'll be happy doing that too. Yeah, maybe occasionally frustrated. I mean, don't I don't want to sell this where it's going to be like, it's all good times all the time. Well, it's obviously not. But it's better times. It's better times. Again, but we're still operating within a 3D separation world. So there will be time pockets of frustration as well. Yeah. Right? Of like, why isn't this getting done? You know, my timeline is somehow faster than everyone else's timeline. Or, you know, yeah, yeah there are moments where you're just going to be like, fuck. But yeah. it doesn't get to you. It doesn't get under your skin. You don't sleep. You don't, you don't not sleep at night. You don't lose sleep over it. So, so I have quite a big question that okay. I don't think we've ever, I've ever asked. Ooh. I've always asked, how can you tell if you're in your karma? How can you tell if someone else is in their karma? Well, how how much you, shit are they flinging out? How can you tell if someone else is in 5D or 3D? How can you tell if you're in 5D or 3D? Here are some rare questions. <laughs> All right. Let's tackle your first question, which was, how do you know if somebody you're with is in their, in their karma. karma? Again, that's how much shit are they flinging out? How much of this relationship do they make about themselves? Like, are they defensive about stuff? Are things fairly easy or, you know, do, do are there things that constantly, you know, surface in terms of insecurities and bullshit? Okay. Yeah. Are you a bit effectively a torch device? <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Okay. Next How can question. you tell if you're in 5D? I actually think that's quite an important question. It is. And I'm getting a couple of answers. Give them to me all. Well, how harmonious is your life? Do you wake up and go to bed with ease? As in, I know that there are concerns, but somehow I know they're going to be okay. Like nothing niggles you, really. Then we can niggle, but 
No, it doesn't even really niggle you. It's like what you were saying. I know I've got to deal with this. I know I've got to deal with this. But somehow, I'm fully present in the moment. Right? The future does not worry me. And not because I'm so chill and I'm so detached. Because, you know, I just came from, like, my sixth ayahuasca retreat. You don't require anything. Okay. How do you know if someone else is in 5D? Uh, aside the fact that they can live similarly. <laughs> yeah, but how can you tell? Like, I think, you know, like, so many people are so good at pretending. And also, like, you know... I don't think know... people are as good as pretending. I think we're just sometimes good at choosing to not see it or being in denial about it. A person in 5D can pretty much spot when someone else is in 5D. You can read their hearts when you can read your own. And if you really can't tell, when you're, when you're in 5D yourself, you're humble enough to be like, possibly... Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Mm. I'm just going to take this at face value and they will show me. And also, if we get on enough, that's enough. Yeah, exactly. Because they could be on the door to 5D. They could be. They could be in that in-between, like many are. But obviously, conscious connections are 5D peeps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we are only really going to see them among the younger generations. Okay. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.